2: Welcome to the BCP podcast, the rigging of our elections isn't a thing of just 2020, them stealing the election from our duly elected and beloved president, Donald John Trump, it continues today, this happening in Texas, video proof of them adding adding the number of checked in voters on their real-time reports. I'm gonna play you the uh, video of this. But let's go back real quick to November of twenty twenty two. The Gateway pundit had reported that a Dallas County polling location randomly began to increment voters on the ESNS Express poll poll books. So as the polls were getting ready to close for the November eighth, twenty twenty two midterm elections, poll workers in Dallas County noticed that their ebook excuse me, e poll books were adding hundreds of checked in voters at a time. This took place sporadically for about 15 minutes, with all the devices settling on inflated numbers. Okay, the Gateway pundit received an exclusive video showing that it happened again in Dallas County last week on the November 7th election, as polls were getting ready to close. Poll workers again noticed their ESNS Express Poll e-book poll books acting in the same way it did during the midterm elections. Of 2022, hundreds of votes were added over the course of 15 to 20 minutes as they began to prepare to close the polls. The poll books in the video should have had 182 vote voters. Okay, 182. That's less than 200. However, the machine randomly began to add more and more voters until finally it displayed 1,377 voters checked in or 1,195 more voters than should have been displayed.
3: Okay. We started off at there should be 182 on this um, terminal, and then it jumped from 215, and then the next jump was to 487. And you've got so you can count how many numbers you should have. Now it just jumped to 801. Oh no! Eight. So yours is jumping. Mine's not jumping. Okay. I just jumped to 1,085. Thank <laughs> you. Did you tell... I mean, it's not yet, but it will in a minute. Oh, yeah, now it's at 1278. Okay. Now it's at 1317. I think hers is going up too. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Just jumped to 1349.
1: Mine's jumped to six. It's just doubled in five seconds. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> This has happened here before. Yeah,
0: so in be
1: right. the
0: last three months. Right. Yeah, can I think we get to the number, the, the yeah. number, the, the number each of each, public each public has said so 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 the same,
1: yeah.
2: but now it's like increasing If I go to the numbers,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, the Dallas County GOP reported that they experienced widespread problems with these E-Poll books. Connectivity to the internet. It began the first day of early voting with 20 to 30% of the voting centers being offline for anywhere from two hours to half a day. They claimed the issues continued to election day with many voting centers reporting that the e-poll books were offline, with one location being offline until mid-afternoon. At one point location, a voter showed as voted on one poll book and as eligible on the poll book right next to it. Now, supposed to, uh, these are supposed to update so that these things don't happen. But, you know, it was the internet was down. That's what they say. But the excuse that they are delayed because they are locations where connectivity is slow is absurd since these units have priority internet access through CradleNet and FirstNet as critical infrastructure. But uh, that's not all. Let's, uh, let's check this out. We have from Debbie Dooley. Debbie Dooley is one of the co-founders of the uh, America First Tea Party and one of the Tea Party movement uh, co-founders. Tweeted this out yesterday. Breaking news: Federal Judge Totenberg issued an order on November tenth. So that have been on Friday, going to the weekend, denying the Georgia Secretary of State Election Board motion to dismiss. The Curling versus Raffensperger case, the Secretary of State claimed Dominion voting machines was secure. The case is set for trial beginning January 9th. Totenberg was uh, was scathing in her order about the massive vulnerabilities of Dominion machines and the conduct of Raffensperger and company. Well, this is definitely. Some juicy news uh, you can see here the uh, the filing has uh, been filed this is a uh, this is a cool thing let's get into this for years unscrupulous Obama judge AB Totenberg sealed and covered up the results of the Halderman report on voting machine issues and discrepancies in Georgia the f- uh, report was finally released in June of 2023 uh, and that was covered uh, by us at that time The Federal District Court for the Northern District of Georgia unsealed the 96-page Holderman Report, the security analysis of Georgia's ImageCast X ballot marking devices. Trump hating Georgia Republican, uh, and the the Gateway Pundit appropriately puts uh, quotation marks around Republican, um, as I have stated and I maintain and I absolutely believe to be the absolute truth, is that Brad Raffensperger, and others, including uh, Georgia Republican Governor Kemp, are actually part of the machine. They're probably they're actually closet Democrats or Democrat operatives masquerading as Republicans in the state. So people just vote R, but they're really part of the Democrat machine. The federal... Um, Excuse me, the Trump-hating Georgia Republican Secretary of State, George Raffensberger was also hiding his report from the public for two years. He hid it from the Georgia voters. He has never been held accountable for this. University of Michigan professor of computer science and engineering, Jay Holderman, and security researcher and assistant professor at Auburn University, Drew St- uh, Swingall, collaborated on the report where they discovered many exploitable vulnerabilities in the Dominion voting system's Image Cast X system. Far-left Judge Amy Totenberg sealed and covered up the results of the investigation of Dominion voting machines in Georgia and sat on the report after the 2020 election. It was finally released in June of 2023. The Haldeman report confirmed that votes can be altered in the Dominion voting machines. In fact, the report reveals that Dominion software is vulnerable and can be hacked. We first uh, reported on Obama Judge Totenberg in 2018. When she got involved in the governor's race and attempted to delay the final results and steal the race for Stacey Abrams. On Friday, Judge Totenberg issued an order denying the Georgia State of, Secretary of State and election board to dismiss the Curling v. Raffensburger case. The case is now set for trial on January 9th. Glad to see that uh, they're not pushing this back uh, further. Uh, the uh, opinion of Mr. Favorito, Garland Favorito from Voter GA... The gateway pundit reached out to him and he says that this latest ruling is very promising and he looks forward to the January trial. He contends that the new voter system does violate Georgia law and he believes the court is likely to get rid of the ballot marking devices or touchscreens. And this is a good step in the right direction that is long overdue for Georgia. So as all things having to do with Georgia, uh, stolen elections, 2020, uh, etc., I will keep you up to date now another topic that we discuss often on this show is the fake uh COVID vaccines and vaccine dangers and here is a heartbreaking story that as uh has been noted is not getting much press because it doesn't fit the narrative this one's a heartbreaker
3: there is sharing her painful story tonight after she says her healthy 15-month-old daughter died last month, two days after getting several vaccines at a well visit. Our Blaise Gomez has the exclusive
1: report. Happy birthday, dear Melody. Melody Rain just celebrated her first birthday in July. Everything about her was just pure light. She loved to dance. She loves her sister. Three months later, the 15-month-old toddler from Greenwood Lake died. Two days after a routine well visit and three vaccines, the final result was the cardiac arrest. that just completely shut her entire body down. Katherine Palumbi says her daughter showed no signs that anything was wrong until that day. Hospital records show the baby suffered organ failure. They brought me into the room. I watched. I just seen her laying there. They said time of death, 11:13 and I just completely hit the floor. And I put the cross in here and everything. So, These are the flowers from the funeral. Yes. We reached out to the Herbert Cony group in Warwick where Melody was seen, but they declined to comment. According to the CDC, up to 10 vaccines are recommended for 15-month-olds, and Melody's records show she had three for varicella, DTAP, and the flu. Catherine believes they were too much for her daughter's body, to handle trust your gut and don't let them push anything onto your children
2: it's currently the flu season don't forget to get your flu shot and they have your children get their flu shot and your elderly parents or if you're elderly get that flu shot oh yeah isn't the new flu shot in many places also combined with the covid shot am i wrong on that did they finally roll that out i don't know but that was the plan a cautionary tale
0: Today is her birthday. She would be 19. 19 today.
2: Let me show you some clips from a great documentary called "Shot Dead," about parents whose children have died because they were told to give their child the COVID-19, quote-unquote, vaccine.
4: They kept pushing that it was safe and effective. And
1: did you go too quickly? Is the first. The answer to that is, the speed was a reflection
2: of extraordinary scientific advances and did not compromise safety, nor did it compromise scientific integrity.
1: Do it for grandma and
2: grandpa and... We recommend taking the path of least risk. In this case, that's clearly vaccination. And don't forget, your child spends time around other people who are at higher risk, so vaccinating them does contribute to the safety of others many of whom they love.
0: She was getting ready to start college um, and she was worried about having to get a shot to be able to go to college.
4: So we're gonna require the COVID-19 vaccine for the same reason that we've always required vaccinations of students, whether it's for measles or mumps or meningitis, and it's to keep the community safe. If it's going to be more accessible to more people, I think why not? I mean, it can't do any harm.
0: Yeah, as soon as I can, I'll be like waiting on that CVS website to hit the button as soon as I'm eligible. Every everything else was telling her to get it, and and she decided. You know, really, what's the chances? What's the chances? Yeah. And she knows other people who've gotten it, and they they seem fine. So why not?
1: You heard what on whose podcast? Is he a doctor? No. Scientist? No. Can he name one of the ingredients in the vaccine? Can he point to his gabella? Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine. Roll the up and
3: get the vaccine.
2: And tell your friend on Facebook to stick to jewelry.
0: She listened to the, uh, the BS. She listened to the safe and effective and it killed her.
2: We can't let this happen again. We can't let this happen again. Now, if you're watching this, you're probably not going to fall for it. But, I don't know, Ebola is making a rise again, Uh, they're rolling out anthrax, all kinds of vaccines, who knows what they're going to try to pull next. But remember, the secret weapon wasn't just that they had this vaccine, it's that they were mandating it. They were mandating it as part of their bioweapon plan, and they were mandating it as part of Big Pharma Profits. Hey, freedom lovers, this is Dr. Peterson Pio with America's Frontline Doctors bringing you today's Daily Dose. So according to investigative reporter Li Fang, Pfizer financed a long list of U.S. groups that lobbied for COVID jab mandates, including consumer groups, medical groups, public health organizations, as well as civil rights organizations. Yes, let's get all our bases covered. Do you see where this is going? Pfizer pays these groups to push their drugs so they can make billions of dollars.
0: When she went to go get the shot, she got some blood work done as well, which she told us about the blood work. She told us she was going for an annual just a yeah. checkup. She was an adult now. she wanted her new her own doctor, and she wanted to go just to get a checkup, and we said, okay, if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. that do it. So she went. and nothing. it all came back perfectly normal. so at the same time she got the shot, she got a clean bill of health. Throughout the end of the summer, she started having some issues with uh, feeling lightheaded when she stood up. Um, she was getting nauseous after she ate. She was um,
1: sleeping all
0: sleeping the time. A lot. I mean, anytime she wasn't at work, she was sleeping. And um, That was not like her. Yeah. And she was starting to lose weight, but she had no. No problems. Before that, no no pre-existing conditions, no comorbidities. Mm -mm. She liked to jog around the neighborhood. She would go to the gym with her sister. She was... Take the dogs for walks. Yeah. I mean, she was pretty active. Had we known. Had we known. Had we known then, what we know now, we probably could have done something. I don't know. I don't know. We've, We've since learned that those are all symptoms of of yeah, heart okay, damage, yes, yeah. that her heart was getting damaged increasingly as the time went by.
1: What the last three years have brought to cardiology has been almost a career's worth of work of individuals across an age spectrum with new cardiovascular problems. I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm a practicing internist and cardiologist in the Dallas, Texas area. I'm witnessing in my practice today A tsunami of cardiovascular issues.
0: Meanwhile, insurance industries confirm uh, what other experts have already said. Massive, unprecedented deaths of young people. And it's all linked to the shots.
1: There have been a series of papers published by lead author Jenna Schauer on pediatric vaccine-induced myocarditis. And what we've learned, sadly, is it doesn't go away in a matter of a few days or a few weeks. In some unlucky children, the heart
2: develops a permanent scar. Now, I'm recording this on Monday, November 13th, and right now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I've watched a little bit of it, is having a hearing about vaccine deaths, about the damage caused by the COVID-19 quote-unquote vaccine. In that this is ongoing right now as I'm recording this, I will have coverage of that for you in the next episode. But here's the preview that Marjorie Taylor Greene put out before Monday.
0: Vaccines are safe. Very, very, very low risk of getting a myocarditis. If you are not vaccinated, you remain at risk
3: comedian nick nimeroff dead at age 32 teen equestrian
1: star cnn old hospitalized with blood clots after pfizer vaccine you've done one hell of a job in making sure that they've made a lot of money um and i yeah. yield back
0: we need to put these people in jail the
1: vaccine industry is disgusting the
0: american government there's there's no shame
1: FDA investigation into safety issues.
0: They triggered a very comprehensive review of all databases in existence, and they did discover nothing.
1: That's it right there. This is not a conspiracy theory.
2: <laughs> I should be prosecuted. Oh, the list of people who should be prosecuted, tried, uh, and then given the death penalty, and capital punishment upon being found guilty in front of the world in a U.S. court that is not in D.C. and that is honest, yeah, Fauci should be on his list. And while the trial is going on, all these people should have their asses in jail. Fauci, oh, George Soros, uh, many of the people with the World Economic Forum, oh, I don't know, Microsoft founder Bill Gates... The list is very long. But let's also be forward-looking. What are they working on now? Well, they're working on having that annual vaccine for flu and COVID. And isn't it funny how Ebola and anthrax are now in the news again? They've been working on this for a long time. What do they have cooking up next? Well, let's turn over to... Uh, A a good segment that was with uh, Dr. Judy uh, Mikovits. Mikovits. She was with Alex Jones on InfoWars.
0: Bill Gates is back. So is Fauci saying imminent new virus. Obviously, they're going to release it. Not new. What do we do to stop these guys? I mean, these guys are mass murderers.
3: They already released it. It's been in the 2004, Moore is the first author, Journal of Virology, SARS-CoV-2 was in it. I just told you in 1993, I told the difference between the pathogenic, highly pathogenic Zaire strain of Ebola and the Reston strain of Ebola, same virus, same except for a few base pairs. And my job was to infect primary human stem cell monocytes, and tell the difference between the deadly strain and the non-deadly strain you know and what we were was, doing targeting what was but what the difference was was the cytokine storm so the zaire strain made mip1 alpha il1 beta tnf alpha il6 nf kappa b the cytokine storm oh that's the same cytokine storm as covid subtle differences if it hits the brain macrophage you're saying you, it's
2: really Ebola uh yeah Is it any surprise (laughs) that when we go back about 90 days that we see that the U.S. FDA approved an Ebola vaccine for those under 18? Just in time for school. Just in time for those to be recommended by the usual suspect doctors that children need it. First, they scare you. Then they say the most vulnerable need it. And then they say you must get the kids. Let's keep our eyes on this, folks. This may be the next bioweapon against our children. And I want to end with this last thing so that uh, you're aware of it. The EU is working on the digital wallet. They're working on the central bank digital currency and for those of you watching in the EU you need to take action for those in the in the US look what happened in Europe first with the mass migration and multiculturalism terrorism fear and overpopulation of those that are not in line with Western culture Christianity and tolerance and what's happening now here in the United States so, We must keep our eyes on Europe because the globalists test it there before they bring it here. And they want to enslave us and make us beholden to a central bank digital currency. It's happening in Europe. It's starting to happen in Europe. Let's not let it happen and let's keep our eye on what's really going on.
4: I just left the room where we had the negotiations about the digital
2: identity, and I have bad news. For our BCP podcast listeners, this is Rob Roos, member of the European Parliament from the Netherlands.
4: The member states and the European Parliament came to an agreement. That means that probably not far from now, the digital identity will be effect uh, in the European Union. Right after this agreement, Commissioner Breton said, Now we have the digital identity wallet, we have to put something in it. And what he meant was the digital euro, also known as the central bank digital currency. And this is a very bad development. They always promise us not to make this connection. And even uh, a lot of experts, uh, privacy experts and security experts, warned also last week this is uh, a a very... uh, bad idea for our privacy and our freedom and still this digital identity is pushed through. But it's not too late because we still have to vote on this in the plenary. So what you can do, send your MEP from your member state an email and tell him or tell her that you
2: are against this tool. No matter where in the Western world you may be, the United States, Canada, Ireland, Germany, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, the Philippines, did I say South Africa? That's where we have most of our listenership. And also, uh, we have Dutch listeners uh, in Holland. And interestingly enough, on the list, very small country of Iceland. That was a surprise. We must be vigilant on what our supposed representatives are up to. So those in the EU, you know what to do. And for those of us stateside, let's stay vigilant. I've got more intel. I'm processing. Hold the line. We've got more incoming.
0: We're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together I think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.